Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. We're great. Thanks, Russell. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Praise God. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the start of a new week. We thank you for the restful weekend. We thank you for your presence all through it. We thank you, Father that you call us here again this morning. And you call us to be with you at all times, through the day, through the night. To be one in spirit with you. That we are able to communicate with you and commune with you at all times. And out of that communion, we can continuously receive from you. Receive of your presence, receive of your revelation. Receive of the wisdom that you want to pour into our lives. Receive of the mercy that we ever so need every single day out of our weak and vulnerable nature for all the times we fall. And to receive of your grace, Father, through which we are filled and brought up to speed again. To receive of that love that you give, that everlasting love which is unchangeable. Nothing that we can do will ever get you to change your love for us. We thank you, Father. And we share the peace and the joy that you pour into our hearts this morning with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family called by your name. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and with all those that have no one to pray for them. We share it with all those that are called Christians but have not had that personal encounter with you. Do not yet enjoy a personal relationship with you. And with all those that do not want to know you, that have gone far away. But they're still your children. Quicken them, O oh Father, that they might be drawn towards you. Unless they are drawn towards you, unless you draw them towards you, they cannot come. This is what your word in John 6.44 says, Father. And so as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator. The name of our God who is the lifter of men. The one who is ever so faithful. The Elohim Adonai. The Lord of Lords. And in the name of Jesus, your son, the one who taught us faith, the one who taught us prayer, the one who came to reveal the mysteries, the one who showed us by example how we could make our way back to you. Be that Adam once again, created in your image and your likeness. He is the Lord who heals. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, the spirit of light and life, our comforter, our advocate, the one who reveals the deep and secret things, 
the breath of the Father that gives life to our spirit. Father, we thank you that you have blessed us with this gift of your Son and your Spirit. You have blessed us with the gift of your Word, with the gift of prayer. We thank you that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift that we need in the heavenlies in order to function in accordance with your plan and will, where your plan for us is dominion and it is your will that we must live in abundance. You make that abundance known to us through your word, through your principles, through your promises, through your prophecies, so that when we abide by those, we are able to walk in that abundance with that hedge of protection around us. We thank you, Father, that you establish the work of our hands, that you provide food on our table. We thank you, Lord, that you provide a shelter over our head. You gave us your angels, your destiny help us to be with us through all our challenges. To be that provision for us, Lord. We thank you that you've made us stewards of your creation. Thank you, Father. And as we make our prayer this morning, today I'd like to reflect on God's pattern of divine authority in the family. Now, he desired order and structure. And so he set it up in that way. And we see that in Ephesians 5 verse 22, where he said, wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and children obeying their parents in the Lord. That is concluded in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1. How does this work? We see it first operated in Genesis chapter 3 where we reflected in the last two days on the fall of Adam and Eve through Satan's deception. When Eve ate of the fruit, God didn't come straight to her. He still followed that system, that protocol, and first asked Adam. And it was only when Adam blamed the woman that God asked her. And Paul used the analogy of Christ and his church as well as his body. So when it says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Christ was the head of that church. The husband is head of that family. And saying that he meant a man must love the wife like he loves his own body. An inseparable part of his being which is indistinct. It is one. And that's why Genesis 2 verse 24 says, they shall be one flesh. And this is reiterated again in Ephesians 5 verse 31. And so when it is mentioned in the Old Testament, and by the way, Sarah followed it as well. We see that in 1 Peter 3 verse 6, she called Abraham her Lord and honored him. So when the Bible says, this in the Old Testament and is again repeated in the New Testament and God follows it himself. 
we must pay close attention to it. Now, as the Bible says, wives submit willingly to your husbands. Nowhere does it say the husband can demand that submission. So beware. God even put a curse on the man that does not honor and love his wife. We see that in 1 Peter 3 verse 7, where he said, Husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as a weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you, with you, not after you, heirs with you of the grace of life. So that your prayers, now this is the prayers of the man, so that your prayers may not be hindered. A man not honoring his wife and not loving her can have his prayers hindered and wonder why things are not going right in his life. Well, that's where the source of it is. The source of that disruption, unanswered prayer. Question is, do we abuse and mistreat, disrespect and dishonor our husbands or wives. Be careful. Are you bringing a curse on yourself through that? Now it is not even Satan who is blocking your prayers here. It is you yourself. People might think that they are under a curse or under some kind of witchcraft where things don't seem to be going right where the reason might actually be their own actions. Concerning children's conduct, he said in Ephesians 6, verse 1 to 3, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Now, this also happens to be the fifth out of the ten commandments that Moses received from God. Why does he say this? Chapter 6, Ephesians 6, verse 2 says, Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment and promise. Out of the Ten Commandments, this is the first one that ever carried a promise. What is that promise? It's seen in the next verse, Ephesians 6, verse 3. Honor your father and your mother, so that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. Do we think twice before we answer our parents? Even as grown-ups, we think I am an adult now. They are old. Many would think I am the earning member of the family now. I am supporting them. But let me tell you that authority that they carry over you is still valid. Dishonoring them will still activate a curse. Are we unknowingly bringing that curse on our lives. And if you like a reference for it, then the mention of that curse from dishonoring appearance is seen in Deuteronomy 27 verse 16. It's also seen in Proverbs 20 verse 20 where it says that person's light will be put out and the meaning of that is death. God takes it seriously. So it is important to remember that this is God-appointed leadership and authority roles. It is not based on society's structure that revolves around certain patterns. We see that in 1 Corinthians 3, 
verse 11, where God gives us the hierarchy. Where it says, man is the head of woman, Jesus is the head of man, and God is the head of Jesus. That is the order of reverence. That is the order of honor. And Romans 13 verse 1 says, everyone without exceptions must submit to relevant authority, relevant governing authority. But at the same time, it is also important to remember that man and woman are both facets of God's nature, different facets where when you combine them together is what you get as a complete picture of what God would be like. Without that combination, either of them is incomplete, is an incomplete representation of God's image and nature. So they are meant to complement each other, made in his likeness and image. And I'd like to stress on that again, in his both are made in his likeness and image. And so we cannot discriminate. We cannot dishonor the authority. We cannot dishonor the responsibility that comes with that authority. It will not be right for man to think that the woman is meant to submit to him and so he can do whatever he feels like. We have seen that his prayers can go unanswered, can actually bring curses. When we disrespect this line of authority, we disrespect God's word. And that is sin. Going against God's word is sin of rebellion. That sin of rebellion brings serious consequences. If we look at 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23, the sin of rebellion is, compa is compared to witchcraft, demonic activity. Now, why is this authority structure important? Why is God giving so much emphasis on this chain of authority? It is not about giving one person power over the other. It is because the spirit world as well functions by authority, by a chain of command. Even there, we see the structure is made up of thrones, of principalities, of powers, each of them having varying degrees of authority, one over the other. Anyone with a higher authority can command one that is lower. Here, a father has authority over his family. For a child, a parent can speak for and over them. And the parent's authority is more than that of the grandparent. Among parents, first comes the father, and then the next authority is mother. So remember this when you pray. It is not worth getting into an argument on why it is that way. But we ought to remember it when we pray. To carry and use your authority correctly. We do not abuse it. Let us see a few examples now of what that really means for us. And that's the important part, the application of that authority. Number one, when we get angry, now we say negative things about our children. We say you are this and that and you are good for nothing in some instances. That curse of a parent on their child, it is a curse carries its authority as well. The authority that you have spoken with as a parent, even if you're the mother, 
and it cannot be ignored. It can still come to pass. And then we, we wonder why our children grow up to become failures. It is actually our own doing as parents. So remember your authority and check every word that you speak over your children. Are we unknowingly cursing them and blocking their destiny? And if you have accidentally done that, then we should immediately cancel it. We cancel it in the name and by the blood of Jesus so that we are not bringing any curses on them. The second one, and this is the most important one, a lesser common one than the first, but very important. Even if Satan somehow gains permission to trouble any member of your family that come under your authority, especially your children, you as the one with authority can cancel the devil's permission because you are in charge or under authority over this family. You carry the authority over this family. It is your God-given authority. And so you can reject the devil's permission and command him to leave your child alone. You can cancel his permission to do whatever he plans to do in their lives. You can stop him from stealing, killing and destroying in their lives. This is very important for us to remember. When we see things and when we are able to discern that something is not right in their life, when you speak with that authority and you use your prayer, you can turn it around. And the third one is related again. When you pray over your family, you exercise your priesthood. Even as a mother prays over their, her children, you exercise your priesthood, your God-given authority. You can speak protection, you can speak blessings, you can even prophesy over the destiny of your family. Question is, are you doing this in your prayer today? And if not, then think again. Are you wasting an opportunity that God has provided as a right to you? Update your daily prayer. Update your family prayer as well. Who stops you from speaking over them? God has given you every permission to speak over them. Remember, if we want God's best in our marriage and in our families, we cannot live contrary to the ordinances that God has given us for our own good. This is the summary of the whole discussion here today. If we want God's best, we have to live in accordance with his word and whatever ordinances he has set up for us. If we go against it, we are going against his word and we have discussed before this is rebellion. I'd like you to look at Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 15, where it says, if you do not hearken to the voice of God's word, then it can bring curses. But if we live in accordance with that, that's Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, then it brings all the blessings. So it applies in this case too. We cannot be disobedient to God and yet expect him to bless or to act on our behalf when Satan attacks our home and our families. It is this very obedience that will keep your hedge of protection up during an attack. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the systems, the ordinances that you have set up for us, we each understand it, what it means, rather than debating and arguing over it, we understand the importance of how to apply it in our lives. Knowing that you have set it up in that way for our good. And along with the authority, you give us responsibilities as well that we must fulfill. To protect our families, to build them as places filled with your presence, filled with love. And to always remain submitted to you, Father, as the apex of that family, the head of this family, just as mentioned in your word. We ask for that edification, Father, in our spirit, so that we understand how to use this authority to even perform what we might think is deliverance over our children. To prophesy over their lives and open all doors of progress and success towards them. To speak protection over their lives so that they are kept free from hell, from any kind of harm. To cover them in the precious blood of Jesus. We ask for that strengthening of our prayer life, Father. That we are able to remember this in our prayer and through that exercise of our priesthood, stand as that wall of protection before our family. And as we pray for spiritual growth, Father, and understanding of how to use your principles that you have given us, help us to also Father, help us also as we pray for our physical and our temporal needs. We ask for your intervention as we stand in that gap and pray for every request that has been mentioned on this prayer group. And we pray for our own personal needs as well. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease, especially the COVID disease, for all those that are hospitalized this day. We pray for every family that is battling separation, that is battling infidelity, that is battling violence and abuse and any kind of force that seeks to keep them apart and separated, that seeks to break down this unit of family that you have given us, Father. Your principle of kingdom advancement, the very basic unit, the family. We cover every such family that every member of this prayer group is praying for. We cover also every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We plead that blood over every challenge that the family is going through, Father. That the blood of Jesus answers we introduce our advocate and we present our strong reason. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments for each of these that we are praying for in accordance with the plans that you have for them. As your word in Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, plans to prosper them and 
give them an expected end. Father, we ask for a performance of that word that is signed by your guarantee, your integrity over their lives. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of these to protect them and keep them safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disaster. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. And here we each are exercising our authority as we have discussed in today's reflection. When we pray over each of our families, and we pray over every family that is part of this prayer group. We pray also for all those that are battling any kind of strongholds in their lives. We take a moment to remember them, the ones that we are praying for and interceding for. When we intercede for others as well, we take authority over their lives first. And then we intercede for them. Standing in that gap between them and the Father. Speaking over their lives. Father, under your authority that is given to us in the name of Jesus, we declare every yoke, every chain of bondage over these lives broken in the name of the King of Kings, at which every knee in heaven and earth and under the earth any stronghold, no matter how big that name seems, must bow. We demand that compliance in the name of Jesus. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of financial challenges, those that are seeking new jobs. We pray in a special way for our own personal needs, those of our families, especially our family members that have not yet been saved, that have not yet received their gift of salvation. Quicken them, O Father, and they shall call on your name and be delivered. Father, we join our spirit with yours to be one spirit through the Holy Spirit, knowing that he intercedes for us and with us. We make this our prayer of agreement with each other and with him. And we thank you, Lord, that you have heard us, that you always hear us. We now release our faith as we make our prayer in the spirit, knowing that that prayer is made under an open heaven, and when we make that prayer, your spirit moves and hovers over everything that we have prayed for, no matter how wide or formless it appears. And there is new life, there is a new creation, a miracle is manifest when we release our faith. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit to unmute and join me in this prayer, those that are praying for that gift of tongues. To unmute your mic, release your tongue, and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Amen and amen, Lord, over all this prayers. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This morning as we were praying, the word that was put on my heart was treasure. And the sense that I got from that word was this treasure was very precious. And it was a husband and wife and children and also spiritual family. 
then the words that was, was spoken to me was, the family is my treasure. I protect as my own. The scripture I've been given is Ephesians 5, 15 to 17. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If anyone else is receiving any word or revelation from the Lord, please feel free to unmute and speak or you can even type it in the chat. Father, we thank you for your revelations as you speak to each of us. We thank you, Lord, that you put your word into our hearts. And you teach us how to abide by it, how to use those principles to scale up, to grow in the spirit, in our prayer life, in our communion with you, and in the, abundan in the abundance that you have made available to us. We thank you, Lord. We have a scripture that has been mentioned in the chat, and this is from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 and 21. So where it is written, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
and let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Sunday, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. 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 God bless everyone.